I shouldn't, I shouldn't have you laughing at this. This was horrible. But you can't help but laugh that you're being creative. You're doing it in your alone space, unbothered. Don't talk to me. Yeah, you, you can take that with a little grain of salt, or whatever, like that. But if someone in your realm be like, man, that wasn't good at all, they'd be like, damn. Comedians Exposed, a podcast where comedians talk about vulnerability with your host, Deanna Kobe. All right, guys, thanks today for tuning into Comedians Exposed. Today, we are welcoming a lyricist, comedian, all-around great guy. He's producer of the Hoodie Season comedy events, High Court Jester comedy events. Please welcome to Comedians Exposed today's guest, Kevin Bourne. Welcome, Kevin. Oh, well, well thank you. Thank you, everybody. Now, please relax. No, please sit down, please. Please. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm having a medium day. Medium? <laughs> medium. Yeah, that's good then. I guess that like uh, medium is probably all we can hope for right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> day wasn't too bad, but it's nothing to be celebratory for. Well, hopefully tomorrow's going to be a better day. First off, I just want you again to welcome you today to the podcast. And can you do me a favor and just let everybody know where we can find you on social media? Well, you could find me on Instagram, you know. At Born Ready, you know, spelled like B-O-U-R-N-E. Yes, exactly like all those Born Identity movies. Born Ready. No space altogether. Reached, I just reached a 666 followers. <gasps> what? Oh my God, Kevin, that is so crazy because you, as a matter of fact, are the 13th episode Oh shit! Oh my gosh! Are you super? Are you superstitious? I don't know. Maybe depends. <laughs> depends on the superstition. What about the six six six? No, I don't even know what that superstition would be. Does that just mean I'm cursed? Because I, I believe I've been cursed before the six 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 came. Oh, what makes you think you're cursed? Just a series of bad luck things. Like, is it normal for that many things to happen at once? Like what? It's, you know, I uh, I had a bunch of uh, tickets pile up on me real quick. You know, I had to pay some tickets. So I went to go pay them. And then as I went to go pay them, they were like, oh, there's some tickets from 2014, 2015 that you have to pay. I'm like, no. I already paid those. What are you guys talking about? So they're telling me, yeah, whatever. There's a whole thing saying I got to pay it. And then yesterday, you know, tried to make some extra dollars, go go do some DoorDash, make some money. I go out there and I get stuck in traffic. I get a flat tire. AAA gets stuck in traffic. It was just a long series. And then I never got to go make the money that I went out there to do in the first place. It was it was just too much for me. Wait a that? second, though. You said you hit the 666 follower. 
Better wow. you. Okay, so everybody who is listening, you need to go and follow Kevin immediately on Instagram to break the 666 curse because yeah. clearly, you know, you got your flat tire, got stuck in traffic, something is happening. So we got to raise your elevation. Whatever it takes. Just like the Avengers. What would it take then? What do you think you need to do? Well, I, uh, I bought some lottery tickets. Hopefully, that's the answer to all my prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm believing, you know. If you believe you'll win, you'll win. What would you if do I'm, if you won the lottery? What would you do? If I won the lottery, I will pay my debts and continue working because I will have no more money. Uh, <laughs> I would probably still continue working, though, actually. I need... We don't live in a country where health insurance just... <laughs> work out for you yeah i think that's fair like even if you buy health insurance it only covers certain things you can't even get like full coverage <laughs> like, like you the, do the platinum plan yeah you know, like, like everything exactly like i want everything covered you know yeah and then it'll be like oh well we don't have this covers uh that but you don't have dental so that's a separate oh like what and dental insurance is some bullshit it's always like 80 percent 20 percent i can't just cover it like i want my tooth extracted it's like uh we'll only pay for about a seventh of the procedure like what do you think that healthcare should be free in this country it, it should i don't know why it isn't but but we we don't have enough time for that well okay give us the short version i just want to know your abridged oh. version why is in it my abridged it's money money makes the world go around and if healthcare is free, the money won't circulate to other people's pockets. You know, the people that have nothing to do with healthcare in the first place. What about your quest for comedy? Does that intersect with a quest for money? It would be nice, but uh, I doubt it. I think it's more of a, not the quest for, maybe to, to be well off. You know, maybe not rich. You know, I wouldn't say like... I'll be rich beyond my wildest dreams if I can just make it in comedy. No, I just want to be able to travel and tell jokes. So you don't want to like be like mega millionaire? Like who is like, cause, you know, some comedians are pretty if I was a mega millionaire, If I was a mega millionaire, I would have to be like behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like, like I couldn't be like on camera millionaire because then you're famous. I don't want to be famous. That's really what it is. I don't want to be so famous that I can't, fucking go to the store and buy shit when I want, you know? If I really, if I'm out in public and I really got to take a shit, like, I can't use a public stall because I'm famous. It's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, think about, that's so true. Like, all the things, like, you can't do, or, you know what I mean? How your behaviors would have to be altered because, yeah, you're famous and now you're always worried about your image. Do you think, though, having that level of fame, do you think it buys people a greater level of freedom or do you think it really impedes them? Well, if you're on screen, yeah. If you're behind the scenes, nah. Because, like, think of, like, a Quentin Tarantino. He's a famous guy. It's a famous name. Everyone knows the name Quentin Tarantino. But this man could still go to McDonald's unbothered, I believe. I don't think that man could be bothered. Really? You don't think so? He's so distinct looking. He's got such a, like, I feel like people, like, you know, he's not, like, easily blendable. Like, he's a very unique looking man. I think think he can blend. In New York City, he can blend. Really? I don't know. He's, I think all the angles and the brow, he's got a very, you know, distinct brow line. 
I don't know. I think this would be, I think this is going to need to be a good survey question that I'm going <laughs> to ask if uh, Quentin Tarantino could go incognito. And I'm going to, my vote's no, but maybe you're going to win this. And I'll let you know, Kev. I, you know how I'm always down to make a friendly wager with you. I got 50, <laughs> 50 cents on it. Okay, 50 cents. Okay, so audience, you guys are the witnesses. Kevin's got 50 cents. We're going to put this out there for the Instagram vote, and we'll find out. But let's get back to comedy, Kev. So you don't want to be, like, that famous with comedy. So what is your comedy goals? What are you working towards? Recognition and respect amongst my peers. Who, no. who would you define as your peers? Comedic peers? Or is it even more specific than that or broader? It would be comedic peers, people that uh, are in the same realm as you and can appreciate different things that you do, you know? Because so, it could be like someone like, if someone that doesn't do comedy or anything like that would be like, oh man, he was trash. Those jokes were trash. Like, yeah, you, you could take that with a little grain of salt or whatever like that but if someone in your realm be like man that wasn't good at all they'd be like damn like you're you live in the same life as me you really know what it is so when you're telling me this shit is horrible now it hurts a little more so <laughs> so uh what so it's the same thing with with praise you know you would appreciate fans being like oh you know, I really love your comedy. You're hilarious, blah, blah, blah. But then among your peers, you know, someone that's in comedy, like, oh, man, that was genius. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll they won't even say you're funny. It was like, oh, that <laughs> that joke was genius. That set up that premise. Yeah. They'll admire your whole work that you did to set up the whole joke. You know, that that stuff means a little bit more. You're seeking again, like the appreciation of the from other artists, like of your yeah, ability to art, work in the craft. Yeah, art appreciation. Yeah. And like money for you is like the cake. Yeah, it's money is the bonus. Like, the, oh, yeah. What were like some of the jokes then that right now, like that you've worked on so far that you would say <clears throat> that you've gotten that response, like a genius setup? A genius setup? People think, uh, people think it's a genius setup. I have a joke I've been using for a very long time uh, about a fake kid. I have a fake kid story. Uh, people really enjoy that. That and um, my uh, uh, high thought I had of Jesus not being a virgin and my explaining of why I don't think he's a virgin. People people enjoy that uh, that one, those two. Well, I was curious, are those jokes that you do that we're talking about, do they make you uncomfortable or are they types of jokes that could make the audience uncomfortable? Not the fake kid story. The fake kid one is, that one's pretty PG, doesn't really affect people. Except I, I was doing this show out in the streets. You know, we've been, because of Corona, we're out in the streets doing comedy on the mm -hmm. sidewalks. I remember it was like June or July, you know, when we first got out in the summer. <laughs> Where can I go? I'm here telling this thing of a fake story. And towards the end of it, I kill this kid. <laughs> he's not a real he's not a real kid, but at the end of the story, I kill him. And this couple, old, old white couple, is walking past. 
as I'm getting to the part where I was like, I got to kill this kid. I got to take him out. I don't know how I'm going to kill him. And I just really go into detail about it. And then as they're walking by and I had to explain, uh, guys, this, this kid's not real. <laughs> Please don't call the police on me. <laughs> There's an angry black man screaming on a microphone about killing a kid. Where's the weirdest place you've done comedy? I mean, yeah, streets, parks, I mean, some houses. I haven't done anything crazy like a stairway or, you know, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I haven't done anything crazy like a elevator. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing too out of the normal as of yet. Would you ever do that? Like, say you were, okay, we're trapped in an elevator. And then I'm like, hey, Kev. And there's like a bunch of people. Obviously, this is pre-corona because a bunch of people are on an elevator together if i was like hey kev i dare you do your set right now would you do it oh yeah more than likely i would wait more than likely yeah more than likely i don't see a reason why i wouldn't do it so then why not a hundred percent yes where's the more than likely sometimes i'm just not in the mood So then how do you get in the mood? If I'm if there's alcohol involved, you know, if I've been drinking alcohol, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. But if I'm just having a uh, blah uh, day. Yeah. And now we're and now we're stuck in the elevator. <laughs> You're like, "Hey, make us laugh." Yeah. Jester. <laughs> I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I think must be so hard to be a road comic or working comic because again it's like day in and day out you're having to make people laugh and i'm like you're gonna have a day where you're gonna be like go fuck off you know i was trapped in an elevator i got a flat tire you know shit sucks and now i gotta go make people laugh what is there anything that you do actions you take to try to make yourself feel silly to get yourself ready to do comedy well there's always the courage juice Courage juice has always been working for centuries and centuries. <laughs> but um not not particularly, because um I'm actually a horrible uh plan e comic. Like I don't really plan plan my sets, you know, sometimes I'm just like uh because a lot of times I use this as it's my therapy. A lot of times I'll go on stage and I'll just vent about <laughs> what's going on. And try to make it amusing for you, only because um, there's this uh, there's this line that sticks in my head that Dave Chappelle told uh, Will Smith, right? Dave Chappelle, uh, Will Smith was doing this uh, 50 year thing where he was trying to do stand up for the first time because he's never done stand up comedy, and he got Dave Chappelle to coach him. And as Dave Chappelle was coaching him, like these lines always just stick out in my mind. Like the one lesson he told him is. To be a great comic, you don't have to be funny all the time, but you have to be interesting all the time. I think when you, that that's easier for me to deal with. That's that's more confidence boosting for me because like, all right. So even if I'm going on stage, even if I don't make you laugh for the whole time I'm up there, yeah, I'm I got have you interested the whole time I'm up there, right? Maybe you walk away learning something that you didn't know before, you know, like uh-huh. you uh, that something else has has a uh, has a uh, triggered in your mind besides the laughter, you know, because that's another thing, too, because sometimes um, 
I like to teach an audience because there's a lot of times I'll do a joke. And even if I think it's hilarious, I'm a bit of a nerd. There's little things that I think that I know that everyone else doesn't know. And I might make a joke about it. <laughs> you know, it's like a joke between nerds. And there I am telling it in public. And everyone's like, what? What's one of your nerd jokes? I feel like I'm definitely a nerd, so. Well, I try not to remember the, the jokes that don't work. Oh, uh, let's, let's so nerd, wait, nerds, are you saying nerds are not your target audience? Um, there might be a few in there. Like, all right. So, for instance, for instance, the the the, the Jesus being a not dying a virgin joke. Right. I make a lot of references about some Bible things. Right. I'm not even that much of a religious person because I had to read the Bible growing up. I know a considerable amount. So I would make jokes and. Actually, the same show where I walked with those that couple walked by and heard me talking about the dead kid, I felt like I was bombing that show. I really did. I felt like I was bombing that. Yeah. And I was doing the Jesus jokes, and, like, this one girl was dying laughing. Like, the majority of the crowd was just standing there looking at me, but one girl, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and if it wasn't for that girl, I would be like, oh, man, these jokes are horrible. I guess I don't have it today. But because she knew what I was talking about, she found it funny. The rest of the crowd probably has never read a Bible. They probably have no idea about the, the life of Jesus and who his friends were and who his parents were. You know, they have no, yes. no yeah. information on what Jesus was. Besides a figurehead in Christianity. Right. right? If you don't know the Bible, you're not going to know that. Yeah. You know, making <laughs> jokes about uh, Mary Magdalene being a prostitute and, you know, the <laughs> how that links up with Jesus. They're not they're not going to understand that as much as the person that that's read the story. Right. Or making a Harry Potter joke to someone that's never. <laughs> I do. Yes, I don't get Harry Potter jokes. I yeah, that goes right over. But you know what it is for me is what's another thing that's interesting is that uh you know I don't watch sports right like I didn't grow up watching sports I didn't I don't know only sport I really know about is basketball because I had to play it in school. Okay. But besides that, I don't know sports and people talk all because you know guys are supposed to watch sports. That's the stereotype. So. And that's the general thing. Everyone knows sports. Everyone's supposed to know about sports and the statistics of all these people and who's great and who's not. Yeah. And people go up and do their sports jokes and references, like comparing life to sports. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but everyone else is laughing. So I guess it's funny, but I don't get it. <laughs> I have a whole theory on that too. Like that the whole difference between open mics and shows. Cause, uh, something could be hilarious at an open mic and not funny at a show, you know, solely because us as comics are demented people and we think everything's a joke and everything's funny and we'll applaud you for coming up with this sick, twisted, demented joke. And then you go tell that in public and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> you know? It's sort of like, uh, and another thing, you know, uh, wait, matter of fact, let me stop on that. Let's go back to what your question is before I go on the longest tangent. What was that question one more time? Okay, so sometimes you'll do, like, you'll hear someone say a joke, and the whole room is dying, and you're just like, I don't get it. 
You know, has that ever happened to you? And I wanted to know if it did. Like, what was the, like, are there joke <laughs> topics that you have, like, a hard time getting that a lot of well, people... yeah, it's, it's definitely... Well, I actually had one the other night. It was I was at a show, and somebody did a joke about sports. Um, something about how uh, uh, if marriages were, like, NBA contracts, and everyone was like, ha-ha, and they started doing this, all these explanations of how people get hired to play for sport teams and everyone's having a good old time laughing back, throwing out suggestions or like this one. And I'm like, I don't know what any of you guys are saying. Cause I don't know sports. So yeah, this, if it has to do with sports, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> what are some of the favorite things you like to talk about? Well, you know, the stereotypical, they say it's always about dick jokes. I've got a lot of, not a, maybe not dick jokes. Got a fair amount of sexual, uh, sexual influence jokes. Uh, some uh, self-deprecating jokes. Uh, where I'm a, where I'm the joke. Cause my life is mostly a joke. So when I talk about my day, you know, and I just give my perspective, like, geez, what the fuck is really going on? How are all of these things happening at once? Or, or uh, here, here's one that it's not even. I'd even write this. This is just something that actually happened, right? So, there's this girl that uh, I text. I was texting. She put up a, a, a post of some video. And she was playing all of this. Like she had these candles lit. It has some like old '90s R&B music playing. And I'm like, wow. I was like, it looked like you're trying to make a baby tonight, <laughs> right? And she's like, she's like, yeah. I always set the vibe out. Now this girl has put me in the friend zone, right? I'm, I'm in the friend zone with this girl, but. uh, she texted, she was like, didn't I set the vibe for you that night when you came over? And I was like, I thought you did. And I didn't shoot my shot. I was like, I didn't want to assume and come off as a full creeper or anything. So, I, you know, I saw, that's what I had said to her. Uh, she didn't see it, but she replied back uh, the next day when she did. And she was like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I just met the music set in the vice. I was like, not only did I, I felt like I lost the first time, but I thought that's what she meant. Now I'm losing again <laughs> because I told her that's what I thought. She, and now she has to explain to me again, like, nah, I was drunk when I texted that. And that's not what I was saying. I was just talking about the music that I was setting the vibe. I'm like, wow. That's the universe. <laughs> the universe with the continuous. <laughs> so you said before that uh, you think comedians are demented people. Yeah, we we're, uh, we are. You think more There's, so than the general public? Yeah. What makes us I mean, Only because, you know, they say, uh, you know, comics are intelligent. And they always say humor is a sign, sign of intelligence, too, right? But to... To, to come up with certain things, right? You'd, you'd have to, like, I watched someone make cancer for children. Hilarious <laughs> the other day, right? I'm laughing. I'm not going to say his joke, but, but he was talking about his cousin dying from cancer. And we are having a ball laughing about it. Oh. <laughs> that's, dement that's a demented thought, but... yeah. It's making us laugh. I don't know, though, if that 
Because again, like thinking about, because sometimes I get like sensitive, like when you hear like, oh, comedians are demented because it's like audience members who aren't comedians were also laughing at the joke. And like you're explaining just like the joke is like, oh, kids with cancer. And when you just say that, if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to make jokes about kids with cancer, like that would be horrible. But I feel like this person, you know, obviously crafted something that made yeah. that statement into something you know um equally yeah i think that's a i think it's a sign of a good comedian when you make people laugh at things that they should not laugh at you know yeah. if it's something you know is like oh my god that's i shouldn't be, i should not be laughing at this this is horrible <laughs> but you can't help but laugh then you, you've done a good job do you feel like that's where your sense of humor is sometimes yeah you know, sometimes i I could just think it's funny, but it's not a good, you know, it's not a good joke. The other thing I was saying about uh, open mics and with comedians is that it is a male-based, it's a heavily male-based industry, you know, right? So when you go to these open mics, it's mostly males. You don't get much female perspective, but at shows, it's mostly a female audience. Female, It's mostly a female audience at shows than would it be at an open mic. So when you try out these jokes at an open mic, it's a bunch of dudes are like, oh, that's hilarious, bro. And then you go to the show and these girls are like, this guy's a fucking pig. I can't believe he just said that. And I have a good joke like that and where I, I, I thought it was funny. And guys, even, I, I did it at a show and... As I'm saying it, there's like one person that knew what the words that I was gonna say next, and they're like, "Don't do it," <laughs> and, and I and I committed through, and the girls are like, "Ah," and then I got off stage, and all the comics are like, "Man, that shit was funny though, bro. That shit was keep that, <laughs> keep that. It just bombed." <laughs> publicly but they're like keep that <laughs> why do you think there's such difference like why do you think there's such gender uh, or like sex differences i should say like you said there's a lot more dudes than females at mics but then it shows it's more female i feel like well for the show part females are usually coming with a date right someone told them to be there and that's why they're there. Or like they came with their girlfriends, like or their group of friends, and it just happens to be a com at a comedy club and I or if it was just a show that was booked or they know a comic, whatever, however way they found themselves there. It's usually a female audience. Like guys would go, but guys don't a fee I feel like a female will go to a show by herself, but a guy, if you're not a comic, I don't see a guy just going by himself to a comedy club. Why not? I don't know. Maybe I'm just judging, <laughs> but I just don't, I don't see that really. Like a guy, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just, what are you about to do? I'm about to just, uh, I'm about to go head out to this comedy club. It's like, oh, who you meeting up with? Nobody. I'm just going to go sit there. They're, they're like, I don't know. It's rare to part. I feel like a guy to just sit there and be an admirer of comedy yeah. because we're, we're, we're full of ourselves a little bit that we're going to try out comedy. You know, if we get there, it's like, well, well, I want a shot. Let me try this out. You know, and you you got, you got to eat shit to realize, okay, well, maybe it's not for everybody. But you at least try, you at least try it out. 
So, so do you think then, based on what you just said, I find this interesting that there, as you know, looking at the gender differences, that the genders are socialized differently and women are socialized to more often be spectators. And like you were saying, men are more often socialized to, you know, well, I should be doing this as opposed to being a spectator. Do you think that's true? Yeah. So then how it's do you like, think- It's sort of like listening to music. And now, now I want to be in a band, you know? I can't play an instrument, but I want to be in a band. That's why we hear, we'd be doing our air guitars, just imagining we're living this life. So how do you think then that it alters the experience for comedians? Do you think gender plays a role in comedians' ability to perform on stage? I don't know. I guess, yes. It all depends on just your stage presence, I guess. Or how comfortable you are with with people looking at you, I guess. I'm not saying all guys are extroverts, you know, <laughs> in that sense. There is the, in, the introverted type. Because uh, even if the, the introvert, <laughs> most most artists are introverts in a, in a sense. Because you're doing all this stuff in a enclosed space, you know, like. You're doing everything by, like, you're planning everything by yourself, you know. Whether you're make, making a song, you're doing it, like, in your little corner, you're writing, you're doing a script. Whatever you're doing that you're being creative, you're doing it in your alone space, unbothered, don't talk to me. That's your time, right? Yeah. And then you go and display what you've been working on all this time. And a lot of times, it's like, People have a lot of work they just haven't displayed because that's the that's the the factor that comes into play. It's you putting it on display. Like people have multiple scripts written, whole stories. No one even knows. It's just sitting <laughs> on a laptop somewhere with Windows XP software. Like it's just <laughs> buried in some digital hole in yeah. someone's house because they never had the gall or <laughs> balls to just like go out there and put it out there. So what and, made you decide to finally have the balls to put yourself out there and, you know, do comedy? Because you are putting what you're writing out there. Comedy, comedy is more of a, a recent thing for me. You know, this is my t- two years. I'm on two years now of doing comedy. But before that, I was a uh, I was doing music and even my music journey was something different. I had that transition happen. I at first I was I was writing, right? I was just writing, right? I was the person just writing in my rhyme book, rhymes and rhymes and rhymes in my rhyme book. And then one day I got to display it, you know? Yeah. People were, people were playing beats, I were like freestyling, have a good time. And I get to 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 say out loud what only I have written down in my book, right? So now, now I have that. So now that I've done that, then I started a recording. So now I'm recording <laughs> what I've been having written down all this time. So I was what you would call a studio rapper. I was a studio rapper for like a good two years, I would say. Like I was just recording shit and I've never performed any of it. So why wouldn't you not, what was keeping you from performing? I think it was just because I was working. And then when I had free time, I was writing. And then when I had other free time, I was, I was recording what I had written and then keeping that cycle going 
Yeah. And, and um, I actually just got introduced with someone. Just I wasn't even looking to perform. Someone just told me like, oh, you should go. He'd be doing putting these shows together. Tell him I sent you and go. And I went and I performed on a show for the first time. And that's when I realized, oh, man, this is way different. Yeah. Just being in the studio, because now now I have to be interesting on stage. I'm in the studio. I'm standing still screaming into a microphone. I don't have to physically engage anyone or get a crowd going, you know, or feel the energy from a crowd and doing all that. I'm just here. Just just listen to my rhyme. Just listen to what I'm saying. That's all I'm going by. Like, just listen to what I'm saying. But now you have to perform. Totally different thing. And that took me some while to get because you have to do breathing exercises. You got to like really work your lungs and then a step up from that is now from a dj to a live performance so now i've been doing live like with a live band yeah so now i'm not with a dj i have to sync now i have to sync with a whole group of people and we all have to be on point so i think that progression from music going from step by step and getting that entertainment factor of like entertaining a crowd like looking into the eyes of all these um, these spectators like that has prepared me to do comedy also in the sense of with comedy if you're doing a shitty ass song you have to commit to this shitty ass song for two three whole more minutes after you're looking in people's faces and seeing the uninterest of your song (laughs) on their face and you just have to commit and hope that bar you wrote in verse three is just gonna bring them all in but in comedy it's not working out you can switch that aj said that as well like yeah you could just abandon it on the second like on the second like Oh, you got, and you can talk like you can talk about how they're not interested. I would say it's easier <laughs> in yeah. a sense, but I would say comedy is easier than, than music? music. Really? Yeah, I would say so. You have the ability to like change and yeah. quickly. Yeah, like performance, like performance-wise on stage. Which more? Which do you feel that the audience is getting more of your authentic self in music or in comedy? More of my authentic self is comedy because comedy is um is more like they're both my therapy but um i'm not trying to find words to rhyme together in comedy i'm more as you would say expose myself i'm just speaking honestly off of the the head and And what makes you feel what do you talk about where you feel most exposed stuff i would not let my mama hear like what? <laughs> like, um, born, don't listen to this. So if you're listening <laughs> now, right now. Like, I have a joke where I talk about uh, being overweight and how there was a moment where I felt like, oh, man, I might really have to lose weight. And it was while I was having uh, intercourse. And there's that uh, spit move, as guys do, where we spit down on it. Huh. You know that? And I tried to do that move and I spit right on my stomach. And I was like, oh my God, just this moment that I got to lose weight. This is it right here. Like, yeah, it's, that's authentic. That's how I felt at the moment. I want my mom to know about You want your mom to know that about the spit starting? About the spit starting. <laughs> like, that's not something I want her to hear, but um, I'll do it at a show as long as she's not there. 
What about a joke that you'll do at a show that where you feel like you could? Because you know how you just said before, like with music, if you have a crappy song that people aren't into. What about a joke that you have that you want you like to do, but you could lose the audience, but you like doing it? What's that joke about? Um, me enjoying uh, hooking up with girls that are sick about uh me being liking sick girls going to clubs looking for girls that don't dress well and they got that cough <coughs> because um if you've had sex with a girl while she's sick and she coughs while you're uh, having intercourse that grip that you'll feel is going to be more spectacular than anything you could have had i used to commit to that joke <laughs> so much <laughs> And then there'll be girls, they'll be in the crowd like, no, that doesn't happen at all. And then there are girls there like, oh my God, he knows. It started uh, it started having like negative effects, you know, the crowd would get lost in their own debate instead of uh, following <laughs> through with what I'm saying. And so I'm like, I haven't, but I haven't done that. Is there any jokes that you have that you're working on or have done that you that make you really uncomfortable or is there a topic that makes you really uncomfortable to talk about i mean the year it's the politics this is the year where i feel like i would have not talked about politics at all it could get dicey at any moment like yeah politics is like an issue like if i talk on politics it's so so minor like Something that wouldn't uh, really spark too much outrage from an opposing thought. I feel like that was this year was not the year to have opposing thoughts. <laughs> Once you disagree with someone else's idea, now it's now it's a whole thing. So, how do you think comedy could be used? Because especially, I don't think it's a realistic. In my perspective, I don't think it's realistic for us to be like, okay, well, we're just not going to talk about things. And like, especially like after the year that we had, like all this shit that's I felt like has kind of bubbled up has been things that have been bubbling up for for years and we haven't implemented realistic solutions. So how do you think comedy could kind of help work through the really uncomfortable place of division? It can already. It just depends on the what comic is willing to go there or not, you know? Do you and, go th- will you go there? And I wouldn't tread that hard. I would go there, but I'm not. I'm, I'm treading lightly. But there's some people that are just full on brave and will have that whole shutdown. Like, like even if they wouldn't even care if their thought it even makes sense or if it's valid, they would just say it and and just commit because they feel like they're right. And all the, it, it depends on the comic and how how invested they are in their uh in spreading their their view. Do you think you're of yourself as an extrovert or an introvert? I would say that I'm I would say me personally I think I'm both. I want to say that I'm introverted, but as I'm an introvert that does extroverted things cuz I do do love not being bothered. Like people say and you know that I'm almost a Leo, so they say like we crave attention and we need to be like even if I have it temporary. Like after I've done my thing, like, like even after the show, if I did a good, good set, people come up, hi, oh man, you had a good set, blah, 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 blah. But like, after a while, I don't want these conversations going on for too long. Like, I like to be back in my, I'm usually like in alone, in my corner, sipping my, my drink, 
They call my name. I go up, do my thing. And now it's like, sometimes I want to leave the spotlight yeah. like on the stage, you know? But now there's like an imaginary spotlight that follows you all around the venue now because I guess you were hot. You just killed that. You know, if you're hot, you killed the show, you know? And it's, it's a good feeling, but it's also, I don't know. I don't like too much attention. I like being unbothered. So where do you hope that this whole journey takes you? What's interesting about my comedy journey is that it wasn't a dream. Some people say like, oh, I always wanted to be a comedian. This is this is the life I always wanted. I always looked up to the greats and I said I wanted to be them. That's not the life. <laughs> I didn't walk that path at all. It was really I turned 30 and I don't know if I could make it as a rapper anymore. This is really the only reason. <laughs> like, no, and no. And then um, it, comedy just came about because people have always assumed that I did comedy. People always said, oh, you should do comedy. Oh, you should. And then I just always thought, like I said, I, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. Until one day I was like, you know, maybe I can do that. You know, this. <laughs> so I gave it a try at an open mic and it just went really well. And I was like, well, I guess you, you, you can't. I could do this. You don't have there's no age limit on comedy. You can do comedy for as long as you want without being frowned upon. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. If I'm 40, 50 years old. You know, like, yeah, man, you know, I got this song I just put out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm 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 put it out, but um, yeah, no, I haven't, no, nah, not on a, I haven't been on BET yet. My day is coming, you know. I, but you know, as a comic, you could just, it's a different thing. Comedy, as I, as I got into it, I realized more and more. But I enjoyed doing, I enjoyed telling the jokes, and you know, spreading the joy. But I also realized producing shows is another. Producing projects, yeah, really, is a whole nother aspect. Um, I want to tell you honestly, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy producing, but I can produce things. I can put something together. I can really... I've been putting together quite a good amount of shows, like, just because. You know, yeah. I had thought, I was like, why, don't, why doesn't anyone do this? You know? Like, I just have thoughts of, why is nobody doing this? And I'll put a show together off of a thought of nobody's doing this. We can do this. And, you know, the goal of me in one year in comedy, asking people, well, you know, you could do it this way. But I put these shows on and they work out great. And I do enjoy making like if I can make a, a avenue, you know, like make a lane for comedy. I I would like that to be on my journey. You yeah. know, like sort of like how Kevin Hart is doing with the the LOL network. Like he has a he has a channel basically where comedy can live. Besides the Comedy Central, comedy isn't as cookie cutter as Comedy Central. Sometimes things get graphic and real non Comedy Central esque. There's comics that can't go on Comedy Central because they're too brutal and descriptive or whatever the case is yeah and i feel like there should be an avenue for that you know i don't want to say i want to make that avenue but that could be one of many projects that i can think of doing in the future so that's where i would probably like my journey to take me like i said behind the scenes behind the scenes is a 
Yeah. It's a, it's a good place to be. I like to be recognized and respected. So, Kevin, I just want to say thank you for taking time to talk with me. Let me talk and pick your brain. Sorry, it wasn't wasn't filling. You're still hungry. You didn't pick. <laughs> it, was like, it was nothing there. This guy's empty headed. <laughs> no, that's not true, Kev. Definitely not. But it was, like I said, I really enjoyed talking with you. And I just was hoping to, one more time, if you could, again, plug your social media where people can find you. My social media is Born Ready, B-O-U-R-N-E, Ready. That's at Born Ready on Instagram, Cash App is born gift no born gifted yes yeah it's my cash app what is it gifted yeah b-o-u-r-n-e gifted <laughs> really i just I've, I've also realized that too born I'm, I'm gonna start monopolizing on that just born i'm born to everything right are you on twitter i do not have twitter oh okay i, I just have instagram and book a face uh, i don't like too many people trying to reach me now kevin born on facebook but Instagram is better. All right, buddy. Well, it was great talking with you. Yes, same to you as well. All right, I'll talk to you later. You have a blessed night.